All topics covered here are for conversational purposes only and do not constitute financial advice. Please contact Mulcane Co. to receive advice on all matters from one of our professionals. Welcome back, listeners. The FS360 podcast brought to you by Mulcane Co. We're post the AFL Grand Final and uh, there's a nervous bloke sitting in front of me, Jamie Mulcahy. Welcome, Jamie. Thanks, Gav. Well, I thought we weren't going to mention the grand final. I'm only going to mention it once at the start. Right. And then for the next 10 minutes. <laughs> Jamie is a Geelong man and I'm a Tigers man, so we had a, a good fight out in the grand final, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Enough said on that. Let's move on. <laughs> he's, not, he's not keen on that. Well, Jamie's actually making his debut with us today, so welcome along, mate. Yeah, thanks, mate. Yeah. Been so, waiting for the call-up. Well, we've sort of... We've got to build an audience, and then you bring the big guns in after the audience is right. built. So, yeah. Yeah. and do you know what? I've got an announcement to make. We're, we've hit a thousand listens on this ep- on this podcast yeah, good. over time. So that's good. So, Jamie, we're going to welcome in our special guest here today. We've got Tom Molan. Welcome, Tom. Thanks, Gav. I know Tom is Tommy, and so does Jamie from the old footy days. Absolutely. We're old country footballer. We're a few of us around, isn't there, Tommy? Did the did the rounds a little bit, Gav? Too. He's always a good bloke to have on your side, Tommy. He was, yeah, yep, yeah. yeah. nice and uh, impactful. Correct. Call it. We had a bit of impact, which Pretty was good. Foresight. Yeah, exactly. Now we're welcoming Tom Long today. He's a valued client here at Mulcahy Co. Um, for a long, long, long time in his business, but he is um, he runs Elders Insurance Ballarat, um, which is a general insurance agency. Um, but I'm going to get Tom to maybe introduce himself and talk about some of the um, some of the uh, services that your business offers, please, Tommy. No worries, Gav. So we've been. I've been involved in Elders Insurance in Ballarat for the last six or seven years, but obviously there's been a, 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 an agent here in Ballarat for, since its inception. So at the moment we've got four agents operating out of the Ballarat region, uh, Stephen Crane up at Goldfields, and then we've got the, th- the three gentlemen in my office, which is Shane Hooper, John Coglin, and myself, and we operate out of what we call Elders Ballarat Central. So we offer farm insurance, general insurance, business insurance, all, all your general types of insurance. Uh, we don't do life insurance or work cover or any of that sort of stuff, but we, we do stay in the lane with, with the other three. Predominantly, most people think that we're a farm insurer, but we have branched out into the business sector and, and personal insurance has been one of the lines that we've run for quite a few years. And it um, fits in nicely because we've got a few areas of business here at Volcano Co. Jamie, haven't we? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, um, I know about Tom looking after quite a few of our clients and, um, yeah, and yeah, the broad range of service that they provide is um, exactly what our clients need. I think. So sometimes, I suppose, with small businesses, especially us here, you know, there's a wide range of clients. You can't, we can't always satisfy everything they, they need. Yep. So it's good to partner in with um, other businesses around that we can know and trust. Um, and yeah, Elders Insurance is definitely one of those. So yeah, yeah absolutely. Been around a long time. Now, Tom, I've got a couple of, couple of questions for you. How does how has COVID really affected you guys at Elders Insurance? We were pretty busy early, Gav, uh, just like everybody else, trying to make sure that we could get across to our clients and look at the ones who were most affected, uh, trying to work through the scenarios that they were going to be facing over the, especially those first few months. Uh, We worked out fairly quickly who was going to be impacted and who wasn't. Uh, And it was about just making sure that we could maintain their coverage uh, but but put it in a way that they could it was sustainable over a certain amount of time given that their income was was impacted and uh, our head office actually offered a deferral payment uh, oh, right. for their insurances but we found that tricky because we're a twelve month contract uh, so at the end of the twelve month contract the deferrals were due and and we didn't want our clients to be hit with a, a big payment at the end uh, when they they still may not have been 
receiving an income. So we actually sat down with those clients and we looked at their assets, we looked at the impact it was having on their employer base, whether they reduced employees, whether their, uh, their turnover was less and, and how we could reduce their insurance according to that. A lot of them had less contents, less stock, so we could reduce their premiums and get it down to a, a sustainable figure. So even though the insurance might be a full 12 month contract, you can, there's some movement in there. So if you're six months in and COVID hits, you can make a few changes Absolutely. and change your premium around a little bit and whatever and what's insured. Yeah, and, oh, that's and, good. and a lot of things like your, your liability, uh, your business interruption, those sort of things, they're, they're, they're born out of the number of employees you have or your turnover or your gross profit. So if you know that that's gonna be diminished, for example, a, a company that has 15 employees pays a liability across those 15 employees. Now, if that's diminished down to three for a given period of time, well, then we can reduce your liability cover to three employees and it'll you know, it'll impact your premium. Makes so. it a lot more affordable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and those industries, Tom, were they kind of mainly the hospitality, tourism, those sort of industries that everyone else has seen impacted? Or have you seen a couple of industries impacted that you wouldn't have expected or? No, generally speaking, it was our hospitality people that we did that work with. Uh, and there were some of our transport industries through in, into Melbourne and that were impacted fairly, especially in the last three months, they were impacted fairly heavily. Uh, and then we just had a few industries that were, uh, they couldn't get their, their stock in. So they actually came to a grinding halt because they couldn't get their products to market. So, but other than that, um, and then you guys would know, especially in the farm area, uh, they business as usual mm. for a lot of those guys. So. Is that what you found, Jamie, with a lot of the market, um, farming clients? Yeah, yeah, certainly that rural sector's sort of coped fairly well with uh, the COVID scenario and, you know, hasn't had a lot of impact on their, their business at this point in time. I suppose if you're in food production, we still need food, don't we? Yeah, you know, It's not like that. that is, you know, but as you say, logistics might have been affected, getting things back and forth, whatever, but I said, we said on one of the earlier episodes with Chris hosting with me about um, businesses keeping your current client base during COVID, so that was like a, one of the things we said in the very first episode, to try and, rather than be out there trying to win new business, yeah. maybe this time is about just as you said, Tom, concentrating on your current clients, making sure that they're really well looked after so they don't go looking elsewhere. Um, uh, because sometimes, you know, consolidating your current client base is maybe as best you can do at these times. And we just, we just had to make sure that they, were, they felt looked after and that, that we were across what their needs were. And, and at the end of the day, if they feel as though that you, you understand their business and you're there to help them, well, that's all we were looking for. You certainly weren't out there trying to win business from other people. No, and I think it's that proactive advice trying to save people a dollar. You know, the things are tight, so how can we cut some costs? You know, the last thing you want people doing is cancelling their insurance because, you know, it's one of those, uh, oh, I'll probably call it one of those grudge purchases. You write the cheque and hope you never need to actually make a claim on it, don't you really? Exactly. You've got to, you've got to do it. So. Um, and everyone was looking at every line of their profit loss, weren't they, you yeah, know, in that absolutely. time, especially those early days, sort of March, April, everyone was looking at every cost out the door going, what can I cut? Yeah. Um, yeah, and possibly, you know, insurance might have been one of those things that they, that they didn't, maybe didn't have the expertise to know about. That's why they're leaning on someone like Tom to come in and give them a bit of hand. It was interesting, Gab, in the first three to five days, we we fielded those phone calls, those panic calls, and and you you set up a time and and you you say to them, have a think about this, and these are the things where you need to look at, but let's make sure that we protect the assets, don't just cancel the policy, those sorts of things. And then within a week, 
a lot of those ideas were removed and, and people were looking at it a little bit more openly saying, well, okay, what can we do? You know, I, I'm not panicking as much as I was six days ago. And, and that made it a lot, the, the more we spoke, the more discussions we had and the more ideas we put forward, the better we were. Yeah. I think a lot of businesses, we were one here, weren't we, Jamie? Like you just sort of, you had sort of, you know, almost meetings with some management staff just to see, oh, what should we be doing? And you're only getting a certain amount of information from the government back in in March. There was only bits, because no one really knew what was going to happen. It probably took a few weeks to for us to get past that initial jump. Yeah, and then you know, just the uncertainty. That was the main thing. But I think, yeah, you're right. Everyone was looking at the line items in their P&L and trying to work out how they could save a dollar. And, um, yeah, I think things like insurance and being able to adjust your premium Perhaps down a little bit for a period of time while while you didn't need that cover. Yeah, it's all good common sense business. Yeah. You know, but as you say, look, you do say that, Jamie, and you're you'd be you're pretty well versed talking with businesses every day. But a lot of small businesses mightn't have that knowledge to I say, oh well. So that's where they lean on someone like Tom to come in and say, well, look, yeah. can, can we, we do, do something? What can we do? Because I don't know insurance. That's why we, we hire Tom to do our insurance yeah. or whatever. So that's that's the thing we've got to keep in mind. There's a lot of small business operators out there that just don't know. So they lean on the professionals, I suppose. That's the thing. Well, I think that's the beauty of having a relationship with someone as opposed to, you know, going online and trying to set it up yourself where you really don't know what you're covered for, what you're not. Um, yeah, you know, you see lots of ads on television and in the press about um, alternatives, but, yeah, having someone you can bounce it off and what makes sense, I think that's uh, really critical. Uh, and I think having someone local, too, yeah. you're not just calling the 1-3 number. You yeah. can, as you just mentioned, the, the guys working with you, Tom, you, you know, you you can ring up a local, get the information that you need and, and move on. So and I know we share a few clients as well here with, with Elders and Mulcahy, and it's, you know, it's a matter of keeping those, you know, Maybe the person comes in and they're not quite sure, so they ask Tom. Tom goes, oh, talk to your account. Rather than saying, talk to your account about these three things, yeah. that confuses them further. They can actually, Tom could maybe you know, give you a call, Jamie, and have a bit of a chat and say, these guys can do this, this, and this. And so that relation, that three-way relationship can really happen. So Yeah, for sure. It's definitely been our point of difference uh, that I've noticed over the last couple of years is that where, uh, as businesses grow, the, the need to have that relationship grows with it. Uh, and, and the online and some of the marketing campaigns online and through the TV media are fantastic. They're really, really good and they're really Do it yourself well. online, save oh, some money. And you know, <laughs> but I, then you I, don't actually know what you've yeah. got. And I drive <laughs> or my how to car only on weekends and mm. you know, and I'm this age and I'm working from home now and I'm on. they're great at advertising campaigns right up until you need them. Yeah. And look, insurance is one of those things. I know we've had Thane on in, from our financial planning area talking about sort of life insurance and things like that within your super income protection. He said it's it's claim time that you're worried about. You know, that's the bit you should be worried about. So are you happy to sit on a phone call to a one three number for hours on end or do you want to go and sit with Tom and work out what, what, what needs claiming and how it all works? So, yeah. No, that's great. Thanks for that update, Tom. Um, what are the definite insurances that a small business should have? In your in your mind, I think the first three that, that jump out in those initial conversations I have with a new client are protect your people. So make sure your work covers sorted out for all your employees and yourself, and then your assets and your liability. So if there are aspects of your business that you absolutely require to to maintain that business day in day out, make sure they're protected, and make sure you're covered for any mistakes, any liability, because that's where businesses businesses can go under because they've made a mistake that they just can't recover from. So they're, they're the three for me, people, assets, and your liability. That's and great. then once the business grows, then you look at other, other aspects of the business. Yeah. 
good advice. Yeah. And Tom, do you see businesses not covering one of those aspects in particular when you look at a new client or is it a combination of, um, yeah, all of them? It's, it's interesting when you look at, um, especially in the business sector, uh, you'll, have a, you'll have a client, just for example, a, an excavation business. They'll have their excavator and their bobcat insured, but, but they won't have thought about all the add-ons and the trailers and the utes and, and all the other stuff as well. And, and you have that conversation with them and then they start to look at the whole business rather than just, oh, well, I, I'm in my excavator, I better make sure that's insured. Yeah. You know, so Even some of the attachments and things like that on those, you know, they can be expensive too, can't they? Oh, and that gets tricky too, Gab, because the, uh, is the attachment just insured when it's attached? Or is it insured at the depot? Or is it insured when it's on the ground beside when you're working? All those sorts of things. Uh, they're the conversations that we have with our guys. So we have general property insurance that covers them anywhere. Things like that. So they're the really interesting ones. And they're the ones that I find really enjoyable to deal with. Those those conversations that you have with a new business person. And once you finish the discussion, they look at you and go, oh, yeah, you know, I understand my business better now. So. Yeah. And I think most people get into business, we've spoken about this on some previous podcast episodes, they get into business because they're good at what they do. They're a good earth mover or excavator or whatever, mm. and they, they love doing it, but they don't always understand all that, you know, business back back end, back of office stuff, which they kind of lean on the experts to, to find out. So, yeah, it's good to give someone that good advice, I suppose, Tom. And there's a, quite a few of them, Gav, that don't, that don't have the time. Like, they see their time purely as, I'm out working, I'm generating a dollar, I haven't got time to sit down and analyze this stuff. So that, that they're the keys. Once you get them into, into the mindset where, all right, I'll spend an hour and a half having a conversation with my insurance guy and, and I'm better off then. And look, that might only be once a year or, or twice a year or whatever, just as they, or as they get new equipment or whatever, So or as they get new employees on. So, Tom, I've got a couple of questions for you. We've touched on this already, but what are the what are the pitfalls of some of those other insurances that we that we hear about on TV? You know, the you know only use your car on weekends and all that sort of stuff. What are the pitfalls there that you, that you see customers coming across? I think um, the one the things that you've got to be mindful of are the hidden limits. A lot of those general and those basic insurance covers the hit, the hidden limits where they say your contents is covered but only up to $1,000, or there's a um, there's a basic cover in place, but when you actually drill down on it, it doesn't include jewellery, or it doesn't include um, tennis rackets in the boot of your car, or you know, and all those sorts of things where they're, they're the situations where you're probably going to claim more. So they have these hidden limits involved where they say, yes, your contents are covered, but we're only going to give you $500, no matter what you lose. You know, they're, they're the things that I think you need to be across. Hidden limits and basic general covers. And if you asked anyone off the street, you know, let's say home insurance, home contents or business contents, say at your office or your workplace, how much have you got there? They'd be surprised if they actually sat down and added it all up, I'm sure. Just, you know, I know just doing the old home contents insurance, you know, at our place, it's like, jeepers, if I had to replace everything brand new, that's what it's going to cost. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. I had a meeting this morning and uh, a gentleman asked me to review, we were reviewing all his insurances but we got onto his personal and we're actually at his house and he thought that his uh, contents cover was fairly high. So I grabbed my calculator and I said, right, have you got 10 minutes, let's walk into every room. And we just walked into every room and I said, have a quick look around, mental calculation, how much in this room, how much in that room, how much in that room. And it took us about 15 minutes and then we stepped into his garage and his bike and his golf sticks and his Mm -hmm. lawnmower and his whippersnapper. 
And by the end of it, after we'd gone through the walk-in robe and he tried to calculate his wife's attire and his attire and his shoes and things like that. He'd have been way off there. Well, too. yeah, he added another $50,000 to his cover. Yeah. So, but initially he thought he was over. Mm, yeah. Mm. So, you know, and that was a 15-minute exercise just with a calculator in hand. You know, and we didn't even, like we opened the linen cupboard, but we didn't drill down on it. We just made an estimation mm. of what, you know, what... Probably that's a good thing for a family to do, isn't it? Just walk through your house with a calculator. That's a good 15 one. minutes, yeah. That's a good tip of the week, Tommy. I want to use that. I want to use that for someone. I reckon. Just, just go easy when you look in your wife's wardrobe, I reckon. You're <laughs> getting a bit of trouble. <laughs> and you don't want to be starting sort of... You, you need help to uh, <laughs> estimate those amounts too, I reckon. Yeah. Um, Tom, what advice could you give to someone if they were starting up their small business regarding insurance? Like someone walks in the door and they say, right... I'm a gun plumber, I'm going to open up my own shop. Um, what would you say to them from an insurance point of view? We asked them to spend 15 minutes just telling us exactly about their business. So, for example, a plumber, are you a gas plumber, are you a residential plumber, are you a commercial plumber? What's the base, what, what, what's the 60% of your work going to entail? And then, how, right, how are you going to do that? Right, so we need, we need your plumber's licence numbers, we need we need to know exactly what you're going to have in terms of machinery, stock, all that sorts of sorts of things. So initially it's the conversation, tell us as much as you can about your business and then we go from there, right? What do you need to cover from there? Is it just your assets? Are you a sole trader? Okay, if you went down, would your business go down with you? So do you need some accident illness cover as well? And, and that's something that very rarely has anyone ever thought of. And I know myself when I was in, in my first business, I didn't have it and I just expected that I would be able to get up and go to work every day that I was required. So that's that's a bit of a, an idea that they never think of and, and then they come back and say, well, I'll look at that in 12 months when I've got a bit of baseline data and I know what my business is worth then I'll look at it from there. But yeah. So. And even, even having someone like you to say to them in 12 months, so I'm right, I've diarised this, we spoke about this 12 months ago, let's get it into action now. It would be good advice, I'd say. Yeah. And then they, they have an idea of what their turnover is, things like that. Yeah. No, good advice. And I think there's a lot of people, especially in COVID, that have spent a bit, a bit of time in the ideas frame, I reckon. <laughs> a lot of people I'm talking to, got an idea for a business, I reckon this could work. Yeah. And they've had more time over COVID to really think about it. And I think, I don't know, you're finding more new businesses through the door, Jamie? Or? Yeah, there probably are a few. And um, I think people have also had a bit of time to sit back and reflect on some of this stuff. So rather than just getting the renewal you know, in the mail, they've, um, they've actually thought about it and, and, you know, haven't been running off to kids' sport or that type of thing. So they've actually got a bit of that stuff done. Yeah, so I think that's been a good opportunity to get a bit more financially well-organised. Yep. Yeah, it's sort of, um, I don't know, you know, I know I uh, was listening to um, oh, one of those financial guys on the radio um, and he said that you should take an annual leave day every year to just look at all your expenses in your life, you know, whether that's your phone, your mobile phone plan, your whatever, your insurance, whatever. Take that annual leave day and it'll be money well spent because you, you'll be re-looking at stuff every 12 months, not just paying something that happens in five years down the track. You think, oh, do I really need that anymore? So, yeah, it's a good idea to, to reflect, isn't it? So, um, next question, Tom. So, should established businesses, should they be looking at re-looking at insurance po- policies regularly? Like if you're an established business and you've been in the game 20 years and you think you're all sorted, I've got all my insurance in sorted, I've got all my financial stuff in place, is there any benefit to them re-looking at that insurance like every year or every two years or every six months? Uh, we encourage every year. 
we, we always establish businesses that we deal with, we would expect that we would meet with them six weeks prior to renewal, just because you've got to analyse your growth or downtime, if there's been any downturn in the business. Because if you've had some downturn, you're still paying the insurance on, on, on what you were initially getting. So we always look at that unders and overs. We look at um, whether they've had increases in stock levels, whether they've changed aspects of their business, whether they've incorporated another part of their business in, whether they've changed machinery, turned over vehicles, things like that. So increased staff, as I said before, um, you know some of your liability covers and things are gauged on your turnover or the number of people employed in your business. So if you've grown to 27 people from 15, well then your liability might not actually be covering your business unless you're reflecting the actual size of your, of your company. So every year I think it's really important to, to take that out. So every 12 months. Uh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Good idea to do. Yeah. Actually, I got a reminder from um, an insurance guy we know by the name of uh, Tom. And, uh, Elders Ballarat. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, just have a look at our contents and in particular I was thinking about the fact now that we're using a lot more laptops and you know people working from home and they've got a, maybe a few screens set up at home and things like that and how that all ties in with our insurance so yeah pretty timely to have a review of all of that you know just even in light of our business and how our circumstances have changed. Mm. Yeah. I'd say there'd be a lot of people in that mode wouldn't there Tom like just people that are sort of you know oh now my staff members working at home two days a week or three days a week or five days a week. And how does that affect insurance? Are the items still insured if they go off-site? Yeah, correct. And we've asked, we've asked that question of our underwriters and, you know, you can have temporary removal. So, you know, if there's aspects of your business where you can't operate and you have temporary removal, you move them away. But how long is that temporary removal considered temporary? You know, mm-hmm. And that's some of the discussions that we've got now. You know, how many of our businesses are actually going to stay 30% in the office Seventy percent at home, those sort of things. So. Long term, mm. yeah. yeah, might be a hard one to predict for some businesses right this particular moment because I know there's a lot of people I speak to in business there, and they're just considering what what does our workplace look like after Christmas? Say, you know, yeah. in 2021, are we all going to be in here every day? Are we not? Are we going to split? How do we split? You know, does the IT system support it? Whatever. So yeah, there's be a lot of businesses kind of in reflection mode at the minute. Absolutely, Tom. We normally do a, a thing called. Molka and Calvin are going around for 22 years. So we've got a bit of a theme this year, 22 year things we've learnt in 22 years of business. So as you're a guest, I thought maybe you could enlighten us with a little gold nugget of information that you've come across in your time running businesses and uh, that you could sort of share with our listeners. It's interesting the 22 years. I was actually there at the inception of Mokay and Co. First what, launch yeah, drinks? The actual idea, when the cha-ching, the light bulb moment came on, I was actually... I won't tell you what time of the morning it was, but uh, we, we were part of that. And I think um, I probably learnt this from Jimmy more than anybody, but, but at my gold nugget, and it's something that relationships are the key, relationships are the key in my business, but they're, they're key in anything. Um, and I know across your whole life, the relationships, whether it's your sport or your friendship base or anyone, but in business, it's, it's just as important. The relationships with your customers, with your suppliers, with, with your insurer, with everybody really makes a difference in, in, in your business and, and how effective you can be. So that's my nugget. And, yeah, Look that, after your relationships. Absolutely. I think, too, the other thing is I think some business owners will get it in their head after a while. They get a bit successful and they think that some of their suppliers are more 
you're working for me, kind of, which I never think that really works. I think everyone's got to be respected in what they're doing for your business equally. So whether that's your insurance guy or your, you know, the IT company you hire or whatever, I think everyone wants to feel valued and like they're doing, they're chipping in for your business as well. But if you treat them like a, you know, a cost business and you treat them that way, it's never going to work out well, is it? So. Um, we've also found in the last probably five or so years that, that the client who puffs their chest out and tries to, you know, sit down with you and bang, bang, and, and you know, this is too dear and I want this change and I need this change, it doesn't take long before that relationship becomes a little strained and, and we move away from, well, how are we making your business as fair, effective as it can be to, well, what are you trying to get out of me today? So once you turn that back around... It doesn't, you know, you don't have to be friends with everybody, but you need to have a trusting work relationship. And I think that, that, that's been, a, yeah, something that it's gone full circle in the last five or six years, I think. Yep. Because I think, um, too, you know, it was always sort of, you know, look at all your costs all the time and, uh, and get three quotes on everything and whatever. But I think, um, uh, you know, the relationship's always a bit more valuable over a period of time. Yeah, you may pay a bit more here or a bit more there, but the relationships, when you, especially something like insurance, when, you know, something actually dire happens and you need to go through that claims process, it's just good to know you've got a relationship there. Thanks, Tommy. Tommy Mullen from Elders Ballarat joining us today with Jamie Mulcahy. Thanks, Jamie. Thanks, Kev. Thanks, listeners, and uh, stay safe. You've been listening to the FS360 podcast brought to you by Mulcahy Co. Financial Security 360 is at the centre of what we do at Mulcahy Co. If you'd like to speak to one of our professionals about a range of individual and business needs, give us a call.